Hi, everybody. Welcome to Return to Consciousness. And I am your host for today, Della Hill. I'm filling in for our good friend, Nicole, who's actually in Uganda doing amazing things. And as always, we have our other friend, April Betty, who's here with us today. And I'm so glad that I get to hang out with you a little bit because we've hung out a little bit in the past when I've been on the show with you and Nicole, but never just you and me. So this is going to be fun. I'm excited. You say that one more time. Oh, I'm excited too. Better. Thank you for coming. I hadn't hit the button yet. So today we have one of my favorite topics, actually two of my favorite topics that we're combining into one. We're talking about intuition and the law of attraction and specifically how important intuition is in the law of attraction. And while we were getting started um, in the, the promo that talks about Nicole and how I... Specifically, how she had met God while, when she died, and then since she came back, has maintained her connection to him. And I think that that's so, it's just beautiful. But one thing that people don't seem, some people get it and some people don't get it, is that we all have access to that same connection to source. And we call it different names. Sometimes we call it, I like to call it intuition, we might call it inner guidance. We might call it the Holy Ghost. We might call it um, inner being or spirit or whatever, but we all have that same connection. And Nicole is really unique and awesome in that when she died and got to go see God, her, like, we, it's like we have this little funnel and at the bottom we keep it really pinched and we only allow ourselves to hear God and or to hear our intuition just a little bit or only re- recognize it a little bit. And when Nicole came back, Hers wasn't open a little bit. It was wide open. But that's something that we all can do. Um, Nicole is absolutely special. But that's also something that we can all do, right? Yeah, that's true. You know, this morning I was doing something um, out of my normal routine because usually I like to work out. And so when I work out, I like to sweat. I'll even wear a sweatshirt. But on Wednesdays, I try to do yoga, And this means I stay home and do it. And today, and I have to tell myself, like, it's okay, you could do this, because I'm thinking, no, you should be, like, sweating. But today I actually um, was meditating, and I also did, like, a meditation dance, which I love doing. Oh, my gosh, I love doing that. Yeah. And I totally was just, like, so, like, inside myself. Like, when you get in that space, it's a cool space to be in, right? Absolutely. I Absolutely. have to do it more. Yeah. Have to. Well, I that's so cool that that meditation dance is a thing for you that's beneficial. I read a book by Paulo Coelho called The Witch of Portobello. Oh. And I don't know if you've ever read Paulo Coelho, but he's, he's mm. kind of spiritual. He always has a spiritual side to his stories, and they're really, really well be written, and, written and beautiful. But in that story, the main character, her name's Athena, she uses dance specifically as a way to meditate and she dances against the beat however the beat is going she has music that she plays but she doesn't dance with the beat she dances against the beat the opposite of the beat and it's so easy to let your body flow with the music which is which you can do and that can also be a beautiful meditation but if you go against the music then it kind of makes your brain do something that it hasn't done before it's not used to doing and it kind of crosses ways a little bit differently and gets you in, into a different type of meditative trance. It's one that I have not yet successfully done. Really? But it's fascinating. But I love that there's so many different ways that you can meditate 
and and have that connection open. Yeah. And it opens the energy too. And the funny thing is like I was by myself in my room and like I could see myself in the mirror. And so for some unknown reason, just for that moment, I was just like, I want to put my sunglasses on. I know how stupid, right? No, that's awesome. And I did. And I put it on just for a little bit. And like, I don't know, because it's fun just to like, I love dancing. And when I first did it, like in a group, it was kind of like for the first five minutes, you're like, okay, I look like a weirdo, whatever. Hey, we all do. And then you get into it and it's really cool. And then after like your body kind of craves it, you know, like, because you want to move and you move energy and you get into a different space when you do that. And I also like did the other meditation where you like repeat these things because Nicole and I did a show, uh, I think it was, maybe it was last week, but she's talking about these like words that she chants. Mm -hmm. And there's this one I used to chant all the time and I couldn't remember and I couldn't find it. And this morning, of course, what happens? I found it. Well, of course, because that was what you're supposed to do today. Right. Are you comfortable sharing what it is that you chant during your meditation? Okay, so (laughs) I don't, I follow it on YouTube. Oh, like okay. I do guided ones, uh-huh. but then I, love I could meditations. repeat it. But I really, I actually really like guided ones too. Even the dance meditations I do, I like guided ones because she'll like give you promptings like, now let it all go or move the energy or do, you know, like just uh-huh. like every now and again. I like more guided. And so one day I, since I suck at it now, one day I guarantee I'll be good at it because that's how the pattern is. If you're really bad at something, you get really good at it. Exactly. End, right? And and the commitment to just keep doing it. I haven't yeah. done a, a guided dance meditation. I'll have to try that. That's really yeah. awesome. But yes. the point of all that is that there's so many ways to open up that connection, right? To hear that intuition and let it in. And as humans, the only reason that we don't have a wide open connection to source is that we shut it off. That we on our human side tell ourselves, well, I, I'm not that good. I'm not as good as Nicole. I can't listen to God that like that. And when we tell ourselves that and believe it, it becomes true for us. So if we can learn and gain the, the core understanding that God really does want us to hear what he has to say to us and that we really, really can open that connection, it's amazing how much it comes through. And it starts at least I think for me, it kind of started in little bits and I would kind of go, oh, there's my intuition. And I would follow it and then I would have good results and I'd go, I'm going to do that again. Um, Here's a a really good example. And this is a a really simple one. And this is where this is kind of law of attraction and intuition, which is what we're talking about. And this is how my intuition helped me manifest something that I was trying to manifest. So I was trying to manifest my mailbox key. I couldn't find my stinking mailbox key for like a week, right? And I got to check the mail because I know these bills got to get paid. But so I was like, all right, just, I kind of just asked. I put the ask out there because that's the first step of law of attraction is ask. Mm -hmm. And the second step is source answers. And the third step is you receive it. Except if you're vibrationally clogged up, if you're not open, or if you're not, don't have the matching vibration, then you're not going to be able to receive it, right? But So I was, I had asked, I just put the ask out there. Can I please find my keys? Also in that sometimes the, the verbiage is kind of important because I asked to find my keys. If I had asked for my keys to not be lost anymore, they would have continued to be lost. Does that make sense? True. Um, But so I asked to find my keys and I was doing laundry and I'm throwing all my husband's pants into the washing machine 
And they're just kind of even in a pile, right? They're not even in there all the way yet. And I heard like a thought. It wasn't a voice, but it was a thought that didn't seem like it came from me that said, look in that pocket. Mm. And there was one um, pair of pants that the pocket was like gapped, right? Like it was open. And I was like, no freaking way. (laughs) And I reached my hand in and pulled out the mail keys. And there's no reason why I would have stuck my hand into that pocket. I'm throwing eight pairs of jeans in there. I didn't check any of the other pockets. But that pocket was at the top of the washing machine, wide open, for me to stick my hand right into. Ta-da, there's the keys. Wow. And that was about listening to my intuition because there was a little, a little voice, a little thought. Because your intuition speaks like thoughts in your head. That's one way. Not the only way, but one way. And I heard that thought, check that pocket. And that caught me back because there's no way, there's no reason for me to think, check that pocket, unless it was an inspired thought. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, do you have similar things? Yeah. So I'm a big multitasker. And all the time, like, I'll go back because I needed to do this. But then I remember, oh, that's over there. Like, it's interesting how things work out how they're supposed to. And like with my intuition, it's this feeling, like a knowing, like I just know. Like things always work out how they're supposed to. Always, especially if it's like for the greater good. So my friend and I, we had started this thing where we have this envelope. I actually brought it if you could see it, but it has like writing on it. And so we would get stuff and we would sell it and then we would take out the profit and put it in this envelope. And the idea behind it is the money that we raised, which it was like right under $300, this time and we start different envelopes but the money was going to pay for children to go to school in Haiti so the so the intention was there we're clear we know what we're gonna do and it's so amazing how like things just work out this morning I walked out in the kitchen I was like this cupcake maker is going today and then within hours somebody wanted to buy it and I was like voila I I don't even think it was hours it was quick I think it was like five minutes Isn't that funny? And I was like, wow. And I've had it for quite a while. So uh-huh. it's just like, even like um, I'm a realtor. And so when I was younger, my dad and I, we used to look at cheap houses online. So it's always been an interest. But I'm that girl that I'm like, I know what I want. I'm going to find it. And I've bought in three houses for under 50000 over the past, like, yes, 10 years. Because I will look hard. And it's just like this knowing that I'm going to find it if I want it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, like, I, if, if, and, and it's not like I have this gift that nobody else has because, like you were saying, everyone could tap into Absolutely. this. But the thing that I hear a lot of people say all the time that drives me crazy is, like, oh, I can't afford that. Oh, I can't do this. Oh, like, you know, that if negative. you think you can't, you can't. And you can't. So, yeah. So you can do anything you believe you can do 100%. Like, and and just like you're saying, if you think, oh, I'd like to do that, but that kind of thing can't happen to someone like me. Exactly. Ta-da, you're right. Yes. Whatever you believe is what will happen. It's true. Can I tell another story? Yeah, please do. Because I, I have a few things that I've manifested that are so much fun. <laughs> and so um, I told this story on my show. By the way, I 
also have a show right here on Radio St. George 100.3. Mondays at 4.30, it's called The Extraordinary Talk Show. And I told the story on there because it happened in the last, all of it came together in the last year, which was super, super fun. So last, okay, first of all, I got to tell you, one of my favorite musical heroes that I've loved my whole life is Weird Al. Are you familiar with Weird Al? I'm not. Okay. All right. You don't have to be. That's fine. But I love Weird Al. He's been around for 40 years. I'm 42. I've been listening to him my entire life. I know that Weird Al has a home on Maui. And my husband and I last November were in Hawaii, but we were on the big island, not on Maui. And I had thought to myself, man, wouldn't it be so... I know we're not on that his island, but wouldn't it be so cool if we ran into Weird Al? And my husband didn't tell me, but he had thought to himself, man, wouldn't it be so cool if we ran into Weird Al? Okay, here's the thing. We didn't run into Weird Al in Hawaii, so just you can relax. But one morning, one of our first mornings while we were there, we decided to go to lunch or breakfast. Just seemed like a good idea. I mean, we had food in the condo. We could have eaten there, but it seemed like a good idea to go to breakfast. So we walked down the beach to find a restaurant. And I'm sure that there were restaurants that I didn't even see, maybe because my intuition was just like putting blinders on me. Nope, don't look at that one. And then there were others that were like, should we eat there? No, should we eat there? I don't know. And we just, we kept asking each other, where do you want to eat? Where do you want to eat? And we finally ended up at this restaurant called Huggo's. I've been there. Have you been to Huggo's in Kona? They Yes, they have this best pie. Do you know what I'm talking about? I haven't had the pie, no. Oh my gosh. But I can't believe that's so awesome that you've been there. Yes. Okay, well, it's a beachside restaurant, right? So you're familiar. And we're sitting, just loving the moment. We're having the best time. We're in freaking Hawaii, sitting at a beachside restaurant, ordering breakfast. It was amazing. So we were enjoying that moment, right? And my husband looks at something on the menu and he says, what is this? And I said, oh, I had that in Las Vegas last time we saw Weird Al. And it's really good. I think you'd like it. Mm. Passive conversation, right? A few minutes later, like a minute later, this lady came up to our table and she said, I'm so sorry to bother you. I didn't mean, I don't want to interrupt, but I heard you mention Weird Al. And I even had to think, wait, I said Weird Al? Oh, yeah, yeah, talking about the food. And she said, well, my name is Lisa Popeil, and I recognize the name Popeil. I'm Weird Al's backup singer. Oh, wow. And I was like, no freaking way. Mm-hmm. No freaking way. So we got we got weird with her, and we got all all like... We fangasmed all over her and we took pictures with her and we texted the pictures back and forth. Now, the reason I'm telling that story is because of where intuition came in and trusting perfect timing. You said the word trust and I wrote it down Um, because part of intuition is we don't always hear the thought saying, hey, check the pocket. Sometimes you think that that thought is just your regular guidance. Like I just thought I was picking a restaurant. I, it didn't occur to me that my intuition was guiding me every step down that beach to get to Huggo's, to not only get to Huggo's, but to sit at the table next to the person who's the backup singer for the person that I really, really, really want to meet. Right. Yeah. But my intuition knew all along what, what Abraham Hicks calls my inner being. Mm-hmm. You familiar with that term? I am. My inner being knew exactly where I needed to be and just guided me. And I didn't even know I was being guided. But it put me and my husband in exactly the right place at exactly the right time. So about February came around and I got a text on my phone and it was from Lisa Popeil. Wow. And she said, hey, we're going to be in Vegas, which is two hours away from here on August 7th. Can I get, would it be cool if I got you and your husband backstage passes? No way. Well, like that's a silly question, right? Right. 
And then we were like, oh, we were, you know, going crazy fangirling all over again. And <laughs> um, then my husband said, okay, but we still got to buy tickets. Like she's getting us the backstage passes. We still have to buy concert tickets. And I'm, oh yeah, I better buy some concert tickets. Never bought the concert tickets. Completely forgot. Like oh, I wouldn't, didn't completely forget because I'd think about it and I'd go, oh yeah, I got to buy those tickets. And then I would think about something else and completely forget about it. And then I think, oh, my husband would say, have you bought the tickets yet? No, I'll get around to it. And I'd completely forget about it. And you'd kind of think that that might be important to have tickets to a show so that you can use the backstage passes at the show. But it never, like, it never felt important to me. And about April, so two months after the last text, wasn't the last text, Lisa texted me again and said, my stage manager accidentally got you guys two concert tickets. I hope that's okay. Oh, yes. And I was like, okay with me. So even so that was another part where the intuition was talking to me, right? Right. Where even though my logical mind said you need to buy those tickets, my intuition was like, shh, no you don't. No you don't. Shh, just and my yeah. intuition kind of put me to sleep about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm not saying that every time you forget something that you should just be forgetting it. Right. But in that case, that's what that was for me. And then uh, the day came, August 7th, we went down there and we got our our tickets at Will Call that had the Weird Al tickets, the concert tickets, but it didn't have the backstage info. And I was like, crap, what am I, I mean, yay, we get to see the show. And if that's all that happens, I'll still be happy. I'll still be good. That'll be okay. But that's kind of why we are here. So I texted Lisa and she tra- she asked me to call her. But we're inside this theater that's made of stone and granite and marble, and mm-hmm. I could not get a signal anywhere. And I was literally running around the back of the theater where I'm pretty sure I wasn't supposed to be, going up and down flights of stairs, holding my phone up like it's Lion King, <laughs> trying to get a signal, and I couldn't get a signal. And I was, there was, started to be like, should I get frustrated? Should I be nervous? Should I be scared right now? And there's a time in the past that I definitely would have been panicking at that moment. But at that moment, I wasn't panicked at all. Because I, I kind of understand that when you're manifesting and the thing that you want is over there, you don't have to know how you're going to get over there. You just have to know what the next step is. You don't have to know how it's going to happen. And sometimes we clog ourselves up manifesting because we think, well, I want this, but I don't know how that would happen. So it must not be possible. So we, we stop the vibration before it can even begin. And if you say... I don't know how it's going to happen, but that's not my job. It's my intuition's job. It's my inner being's job. It's, it's all of the sources and forces that are helping me. It's their job. All I have to do is take the next step. And for me right there, that moment, the next step was to try to make a phone call. I, and I'd already gone through all the other steps up to that point. I'm in the theater. Now my next step is to make a phone call. And I had to stop myself and go, okay, I'm making, I'm, I'm making myself crazy about this when I don't need to. I went back to my husband and I said, does your phone have service? Ta-da, his phone had service. And I used it immediately and I was able to make the call. And this wonderful woman, Lisa Popeil, braved the crowds, came out into the lobby to give us our passes. And then wow. it, the whole thing gets even better, but I won't. Well, better for me, maybe not better for all of you, so I'm not going to bore you with all of it. But the <laughs> tickets that she got for us if I had bought my tickets it would have put us up in the balcony somewhere for the back the tickets she got for us were super close to the front and not only that because these were the comp tickets I sat next to people who also had comp tickets the guy next to me 
was Weird Al's neighbor from Maui. Oh, wow. So I hung out with, my husband and I hung out with him and their group the entire night. And of course, they had backstage passes too. So even when it was time to go backstage, we all went back together. In fact, at first they didn't see our backstage passes because it's a sticker on your shirt, our new friends. And they were going to go get us passes. When once we started talking to them and they realized how excited we were, they wanted to go get us passes. So my point of saying that is that we were so in line, our vibration was so right to be able to get backstage and see Al that it was going to happen no matter what. Mm -hmm. We had multiple opportunities come forward to make sure that we got backstage. How cool is that? That is cool. And again, if I had bought my own tickets, would have been fine. We would have we would have still been there. It would have been great, but I wouldn't have got to sit next to Al's neighbors. And they had to leave a little bit early, but they had brought a lay from Hawaii. And so they asked me to give it to him. So I got to give Al a lay. <laughs> and it's those little things that make the the big manifestation so important. So this was one of my biggest manifestations. I can I could give you about half a dozen of my big, big manifestations, and meeting my musical hero was one of them. And this happened only a couple of weeks ago that we finally that we went to the concert and got to see him. But it was following my intuition, mm-hmm. even without realizing I was doing it, that got me to that point. Does that make sense? Yes. Because it was following to, with the taking me to yeah. the right restaurant on the beach, saying the thing at the meal and all of the little things that my intuition led me to get there that I didn't even realize I was following my intuition. Yeah. But part of it too taught me to trust in perfect timing Mm -hmm. because even when you don't like, you might worry, well, how do I know if I'm listening to my intuition? All you really got to do is relax and go with it and ask for your intuition to talk to you and ask to be open to it when it does. And then trust because there's such a thing as perfect timing. And the more you trust in it, the more perfect it is. But that experience taught me to trust in perfect timing, to know that if I'm here right now, it's for a reason. And it's actually so much fun because if I'm at the grocery store and I think, wait a minute, I'm here right now for a reason. What's the reason? Sometimes I can look around and find the reason. Sometimes there's a person who needs something, a little bit of upliftment or a smile or help reaching something on the top shelf because I'm very tall. (laughs) But it really comes down to trusting that your intuition is going to take you there. Yeah. Well, there's questions you could ask and questions you're not supposed to ask. And so for me not to get it backwards, I have to remember the two in Spanish. So the one, this is a true story. This is how I work. So I have to, the right questions to ask is donde y que. And that means where, what and where. So you say what and where, but you don't ask how and why. So... Because when you ask how and why, you're shutting down that flow and you're blocking every possibility. That's brilliant. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Yeah. But don't get it backwards. That's why I had to do it in Spanish so I don't get it backwards. So, donde y que? Yeah. Isn't que what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that, so donde, donde is where? So, what and where? All right. That's how I remember it. What and where, not how and why. Because it's really not our business how and why. And it is true, like, when you just show up, that's the thing I love is just showing up because that's when things happen. And, like, I went to, I do a lot of stuff with addicts. And so I was just at a noon meeting. And 
Oh, but we're taking a break. It's mid-break. Okay. That is so great. I can't wait to hear the rest of that story, and we're going to listen to that right after the break. So, everybody, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for hanging in with us. We're going to take a minute to go over some promos, and we will be right back. Thank you so much. Welcome back to Return to Consciousness with your hosts, Della Hill and April Betty, because our lovely Nicole is actually doing amazing things in Uganda this week. So she couldn't make it to the radio station. You get the two of us. And April was actually just about to tell us a story about your work with addicts. So please. So um, a lot of times it's just showing up. And so before the meeting, I had went to a noon meeting over here at the Al-Anon Club, which they have amazing meetings. But I had that feeling like I just knew, and this has happened like the last four days. So this is my, I went to meetings Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Okay, and then, so this is my fourth meeting since Sunday. And um, and I'm not an addict. I'm just uh, support. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, but I had that feeling. And every time I've taken people with me because I feel like, okay, I, I just know whatever we have to be there in every meeting of course somebody hears or sees or does something they need it to you know do but today i I also am not an addict but working with my foster kids and nursing school and a lot of things i've attended many aa and na meetings and they're they're brilliant i absolutely love them right yeah oh my gosh i think they're for everybody i genuinely love them and i love the people because Mm -hmm. they're just real so real so authentic and they're not putting on some facade or some show. And like, I love that real you. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah. yeah Could be why I'm so drawn to it. I don't know. There's so much vulnerability. A lot. And when yeah. when people share their vulnerability with each other, it creates a tremendous amount of trust and feeling of love and acceptance. And it's really, really beautiful. But what were you, it is. What were you going to tell agree. us about that? Oh, so anyway, so I knew I needed to go. And so I had messaged my one friend who I'm... Um, just trying to encourage her to get back on track. And uh, she's like, she didn't respond. And then 20 minutes before 12, when it starts, she's like, I'm going to head that way. And I was like, okay, I'll hurry and hop in the shower. I know I'm going to be late, but I will be there. And so I went and she was there. And sure enough, I had told her, I'm like, I'm 100% sure you'll find a sponsor there. Well, she did find somebody to connect with. She's not going to sponsor her. But I saw another girl and I was talking to her. And she is like, this girl here, and this is a different girl, I knew I needed to be here and she asked me to sponsor her and I was like, oh my gosh, like that was the topic, I guess, sponsorship. But when you know you're supposed to be somewhere, sometimes it's not for you, mm-hmm. but you know that feeling like you need to be there and if you ignore it, then you need to do it even more. Mm-hmm. Like just showing up, like lately, that's my thing. I show up, like the radio show and it cost me to do it with her and I was like, okay, I don't know what you want or how to but you know I just show up I'm like all right I just show up and that's what I do and when you show up beautiful things happen mm-hmm. um I, I love that term just show up there's do. I, I, I do really too. really really do there's another book and I can't remember the name of the book but it's huh. a, by a guy named Jeff Olson and it's it's a self-help book but his message through the whole book is show up consistently with a good attitude over a long period of time And that is his recipe for success. And this is a guy who is a self-made multimillionaire. Really? Multimillionaire. And his recipe for success is show up consistently with a good attitude over a long period of time. 
That's good. So the good attitude one, that would be yeah, a, that that's really matters. a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Showing up, you could show up consistently over a long period of time with a bad attitude yeah. and you're going to find that things suck even more over yeah. a long period of time than they did at the beginning. That's true. Isn't it interesting to you? Did you ever have conversations with other people about the law of attraction where they're like, oh, so if I'm in a good mood, I'm just going to get more money? Well, I love the law of attraction and there's some people in my household that are really good at the law of attraction. So I will say like, can you manifest me some more buyers? Because I'm a realtor. (laughs) And then uh, they're like, I'm trying, but it's just like, you could you could help other people manifest Absolutely. things too, and co-creating, doing it together, oh, is even more powerful. Yeah, and that's what like I love about God. Um, like I totally respect some people don't say God; they say higher power. They or may source, say or, like um, in a meeting once a girl was just saying, you know, a spoon uh, is my higher power, and until uh-huh. you could get to another level, so be it. Uh-huh. It's a spoon. Um, however, I love that because for me, my higher power. Um, Oh my gosh, I lost my thought. Nicole isn't even here and I lost my thought. Usually her and I do this thing. Hold on, what were you talking uh, about? I, it takes me just a second to get me back Well, there. we were talking about how names for God and how we respect everybody because that's really yeah, important. before and, that. Um, right, but we were also saying, hang on, let me get through this thought and go that'll ahead. take okay. me back there. Okay, go ahead. Um, but when we're, when we're talking about God and when we're oh, referring to God, we really do respect all the names. Just like I said, all the names of that you might use for intuition, you might use Holy Ghost or guidance yeah. or whatever. Whatever name you use, use that. And if, if you hear yeah. me say intuition and you like a different word better, use that. If you hear me say God and you like source or higher power or spoon better, use that. What were you going to say about that? And I love that too because um, when I hear other people say that, like I say God, but if, if someone else said the mountains or a spoon or an elephant— I would never get offended because being offended, like I always say, is a choice. So what I was saying was uh, with God for me is the co-creating. You said Mm -hmm. co-creating. And that to me makes me really feel deep inside my core like we are here to co-create with our higher power. Absolutely. And when we line that up together and show up Mm -hmm. with those three of those four things you're saying with the good attitude, consistency, all that. You're going to be in such an amazing space. You are going to be. And if you're not, then go through your check mark and be like, well, does my attitude suck? Or am I not really consistent? You know, you could mm-hmm. figure it out. And when something's going good, make note of it and be like, wait, what am I doing differently that is working? And keep doing that. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And one thing I like to, when when I manifest something good, I, I like to... Um, look at it in reverse because you can see it in 2020 from reverse, right? From right. When you're looking at the background. Like when I was walking down the street, I didn't realize that my intuition was like, you're almost there. Keep going. Go to that restaurant. I didn't realize that. But looking back, I can see that. So when something really cool happens, I like, I'll give myself credit. Look what I did. I did that. And yeah. it's so exciting. But when something crappy happens, I also have to go, I did that. Look what I did. I did it. And um, some people really don't like that. They don't want to be, they're like, well, okay, so if if I'm driving my car and somebody else hits me, somebody else T-bones me, that's not my fault, right? Well, technically, according to the law, no, and their their insurance is going to have to pay for it, but I'm the one who attracted that into my experience. Um, I also told a story on my show about a guy that, that criticized my son. And I took it really, really personally. But the reason, and it took me a while to figure it out, the reason I took it so personally, the reason that I couldn't let it go 
was because I was a critical person. Mm. Even though I like to think that I didn't, I made the exact same kind of judgments that that guy was making about my son. I attracted that into my experience because I had the critical vibration. Because I had a critical vibration, somebody who was critical walked right into my, my vibration and showed me some criticism. And in that moment, and in fact, not for over a year, did I realize I did that. And then in part of forgiving that man, because it took me a long time to forgive him, and I realized I didn't have to forgive him. I had to forgive myself because once I realized that I was critical, that I was more guilty than he was from all the times that I've been critical, I was the one who I needed to forgive, not him. Mm -hmm. And once I forgave myself, I didn't even need to forgive him anymore. I wasn't even mad at him anymore. I was no longer hurt. Right? Right. But, and so hopefully, so now I have to keep my, my mind aware and alert and catch myself when I'm being judgmental. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know that if I'm being judgmental to other people, other people are going to be judgmental of me. That's how the law of attraction works. That's true. But that's why you're so successful at it, because you actually could recognize when you are attracting something wrong instead of just blaming somebody Mm -hmm. else. You're taking accountability. So that's why you're good at it. You know what? I'm really good at manifesting. And this is why it, it makes me think of God, because I do believe like nothing is supposed to happen if it's not meant to be. And so it's like, okay, this is how it works. So I'm really good. If I'm supposed to go somewhere, I will find a really, really good flight sale. Like, super good. Like, just like people don't believe me. They're always like, how do you travel like that? It's because I, you can't create it. But I also think it's God. Like, okay, it's time for you to go. Or, uh-huh. You know? Right, right. Yeah. Well, and didn't Jesus in, in the New Testament say, of myself I do nothing, mm-hmm. but my Father does all things through me? Yeah. I'm sure that wasn't the exact wording, but I don't think the Bible Close. even has the exact wording right. So, <laughs> um, But yeah, it's even Jesus said, I'm not the one doing anything. God is doing it through me. And so you can kind of mm-hmm. see, when if you think about, I, I kind of visualize intuition like a funnel over my head. And at the bottom is a little point because that's how much I let in. God has all this up here that he wants to give mm. me. And all I let in is this teeny tiny little trickle. And if I can open up that trickle, I could, one, be more like Nicole, who keeps her her connection to God open. Um, but then I could also allow God to tell my intuition, go here, go here, do this, help that person. And I can, by allowing God in, help people, serve people. And not only that, but also accomplish my dreams. Because I believe that it's good to want things. And the law of attraction, some people don't like the law of attraction because they feel like it's being greedy to think, well, I want that car. I want that Mercedes. I want that big house. Mm. Um, but here's the thing. If I give if I give you a, a deflated beach ball, you might have a desire to play with that beach ball. Or you might not have a desire to play with that beach ball. If you have a desire, you will inflate the beach ball, right? right. And today you get to play with it. If you have no desire, you're not going to inflate it, and then you're not going to play with that ball. But your desire caused you to literally breathe life into what it was that you wanted. When you desire something, you put a force into it. And in, in that simple analogy, it gives you a ball to play with. But 
you have to have the desire because if you don't have the desire to play with the ball, you're not going to bother to breathe life into it. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I believe that desiring is good. I also believe we should desire lovingly. So I don't mean desire your neighbor's car. You don't want to take it away from him. You don't want to take that from him, but you still want something nice for yourself. And guess what? If you truly believe that you are an extension of source energy, if you truly believe that God can act through you, then that means that we, all of us, are really pretty cool and deserving of good things. And I believe that my higher power wants me to have nice things. And that's one way where the law of attraction gets skawampus a little bit because people feel guilty wanting things. And we've learned that growing up. People have said, don't be selfish. People have said, don't be worldly. People have said, um, don't want material things. But why can't we want material things and spiritual things? Because I believe that God sent us here to be abundant. I believe that God sent us with the riches of the planet. And if we aren't taking advantage of it, then that's our own fault. And some people say, well, how does that work? How would, how could everybody be rich? There's enough resources on this planet that everyone could be rich. There really is. And not just money, but food and fresh air. And there's enough that everyone could have everything they wanted. Plus, if everybody were to raise their vibration to the point that they could actively manifest anything that we wanted, we wouldn't need money anyway. Money would become a thing of the past because everybody would be honest and loving and supportive of each other, and we wouldn't need a bartering system or a tender system anyway. Yeah, that's true. That makes sense. Well, and you also have to ask for it. Like asking is huge. And so like you could say, I am wealthy. You know, the I am statements Mm -hmm. are obviously very powerful. And when I was driving over here, I was like, all right, let's get in the mood. You're going on the radio. And I was like, all right, angels, guides, spirits, like talking to myself. And Uh literally I just lays over to the right and voila, there was a cemetery. And I was like, all righty, picking up my people. But um, there's like... A few, there's two cheers that I really like, and I was going to share them too because I believe this is true. Um, what I seek is seeking me, and what I give is what I get. I love those two, and I do say those pretty consistently in my head. Another thing I love and I find to be truth in my life is when we help other people um, make their dreams come true, our dreams come true as well. And so sometimes we don't realize it, but when we're creating things for other people, all this amazing stuff happens back because what we give is what we get and what you seek is seeking me. And so those are really simple things, but really powerful. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if you ever knew somebody that, oh, they always win the drawing or they always win this or that, well, they are doing the right thing because they're attracting it. My sister, she's always winning stuff on the radio. Um, I remember like drawings, I used to be really good at it, I would win them. You know, you just have to call it, uh-huh. right? It's You know, I I stopped calling the radio station because, <laughs> not this one, but other ones that would do morning giveaways, um, because I started to feel guilty that I was winning so often, and I didn't want to take that away from other people. Aww. And it, it came with something that was like a $100 gift card, like the thing that they were giving out. Yeah. That at that time was a hundred dollar gift card to the grocery store. And I was like, you know what? There's somebody else out there who needs that more than me. 
I'm not going to mm-hmm. call on that one. I know if I call, I'll win it because I always do. Wow. But I'm I'm not going to call on that because there's somebody else that needs that $100 gift card to the grocery store a lot more than I do. That's your intuition telling you mm-hmm. somebody else needs it. Yep. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So you listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I am one of those people that I very, very often... Could um, manifest whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, if I wanted two con tickets, I would say, I'm going to get some two con tickets on the radio this week. And ta-da, I'd have two con tickets. Well, it, I would like to go to the Sound of Music. So if you do get those tickets, I'm just kidding. Well, I actually saw As You Wish last week for my birthday, which oh, was really Oh, how was great. it? It was really, really good. Was it? Yeah. Good. Can you tell us, we only have about five, about five, six minutes left. Okay. Do you have other things? Like if I say, what else have you manifested? Can you... Tell me something that you've manifested. I've manifested so many things. I mean, we manifest constantly all day, um, every day. Yeah. Well, I've manifested a community in Haiti without even realizing it. Ooh, that's neat. Yeah. uh, In hindsight, when I look back, I had no idea what I was creating. None. Zero. And so many people came in and created it with me Uh because everyone who would come to Haiti, they would contribute, you know, their gifts and talents. So like, Building homes, building communities, building lives, bridging them to their higher power, educating them just on things that I didn't even realize, wow, that's big. But to me, it was like mm, something I'm doing. Like it, it never, I never dawned on me. Like I'm one of those girls that like people say, oh, well, that's pretty amazing or this or that. And to me, I'm like, I'm just living. Right, I don't yeah. realize it. Like yeah. I really don't. I don't uh-huh. realize that until sometimes in those moments, I'm like, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. And then I'm like, wait, if I could do that, I could do more. Exactly. <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah. So like, this is just the start. I can bet you for a lot of things. And then it, you know, uh-huh. it's bigger when we become more aware and then consciously create it. I really love the law of attraction, though. I mm-hmm. love it. It really does work. And it's it's so much fun for me. One way that I've gotten better is kind of like you talked about is I, I look at things in reverse. When I manifest something good or bad. And good or bad is only my perception at the time. But I look at it and I say, how did I do that? What vibration did I have? What was I, was I feeling cranky? Was I in a good mood? What did I do to get that? And in doing that, I've been able to pick up some of the things that I'm already doing and then pick up some other things that I could do more. And I've been able to learn those things. But it also, kind of like I said, I've learned to trust. I've learned to trust in perfect timing and perfect place, perfect time. And if this is where I'm at, it's for a reason. And I've learned one way I've gotten better at manifesting is by trusting my intuition so much to put me in the right place at the right time. Um, About a year ago, 13 months ago, I was in a place. um, Also, one thing I want to talk about is contrast because that's where this starts. We, when we're in places of like where we're frustrated and we think things are not going well, those are actually some of the greatest, most amazing times because when things are suck it tells us what we want when we're experiencing what we don't want it helps us to know what we want and when we know what we want we can ask for it and then we can get it right so contrast even though we're like it sucks to go through it at the time and it's very frustrating it's a really really beautiful thing so a couple years ago I was experiencing a good amount of contrast because I was trying to learn about the universe I was trying to gain an understanding of what the heck is going on out there because everything I've been told my whole life some of it's true some of it maybe how do I know I was looking for information and I couldn't find all the information that I wanted and that created a lot of contrast I was very frustrated about that what that brought me to though was about 13 months ago 
I said, you know what? I've after I did find a lot of things. It just took me quite a while and I had to sift through a lot of things and I had to study a lot and throw some out and keep some and and after all of that, I said, you know what? I want to make this easier for other people. I want to be able to share all this information that I've studied and finally found and learned and put these pieces together. I want to share this with other people so that they don't have to look so hard, so that they don't have the same frustration that I had. And I couldn't figure out how to do that, though. Like, all I knew what, what I wanted, but I didn't know how and why. And I didn't have to know how and why. All I had to know was that it's, it's going to happen, right? I'm going to find a way. And I started looking at YouTube channels and I started looking at like microphones and cameras and lighting. And I had no idea what, what to do with any of that stuff. But I was looking at it and going, it's a start. It's something. All right, keep me moving. Help me figure it out. <clears throat> well, I had to do, my work had a party and I had to borrow a couple speakers. So I called up my DJ friend and asked if I could borrow some speakers. And he said, sure, come on over to the station. Well, it turns out that my DJ friend um, is actually the manager of this station, Radio St. George 100.3. And when I came to borrow the speakers, he gave me a nickel tour. And I asked if I could come in and record sometimes, use the, use the studios for recording. And he said, sure. In fact, do you want a radio show? Wow. And at first, I was not sure if I wanted a radio show or not, because that <laughs> seemed like a, a pretty scary thing at the time. But I said yes, and I started doing the radio show, and I've now been doing this for just over a year. Wow. And that was a manifestation for me that started with my frustration. If you go back far enough, mm. it started with my aggravation at not being able to find information. And that aggravation caused a desire in me to make this information easier for other people to find. And that oh. desire caused me to walk into the station and sit down behind this chair. And that's how I'm here now. Good job. You used your yucky situation, turned it into an amazing one. Exactly. I love it. And how That's often cool. do we, I mean, you hear it at NA meetings all the time when somebody tells their tough story, their trial, and it's very inspiring and it's very helpful. And I don't think that we should focus on the struggle. We really shouldn't. Because mm -hmm. if you focus on the struggle, you know what you're going to get? More struggle. That's exactly right. Yep. But when we can show people, look at the struggle that I had, look at the contrast it gave me, look at the desire and drive that it gave me, and look where I am now. That's the part of the story that we really should be. Exactly. And watch on. your words never say, oh, I wonder how more, or I wonder if this could get any worse than it already is. Yes. No, no, no. Don't say ever the opposite. say that. Say the opposite. Like, things are getting better. Things are going mm -hmm. good. I mean, I know it sounds like cliche or cheesy, but it's really true. Mm -hmm. It really works. It, it really is. You speak who you are. You speak what you create. Yes. It's so true. Um, an another thing that I've manifested in that way without, without even realizing I was doing it, and I don't mean to brag, but I'm kind of bragging, um, when I was a teenager, my brother used to say, hey, I can't wait till tomorrow. And you go, well, why? And he goes, because I get better looking every day. <laughs> and I started saying that, right? I started, I would tell that joke. I get better looking every day. Well, guess what? I'm 42. I just turned 42 last week and I got ID'd on my birthday. <laughs> I'm double the ID age and I'm still getting ID'd. It works. I get better looking every day. And maybe I even say it as a joke. But when I look at pictures of me at 25 and me at 42, I think I look better at 42 than I did at 25. Yep. And it came from a joke. 
So we got about 40 seconds left. Tell okay. us, April, and thank you so much, everybody, for tuning yeah, in and you. being part of the conversation. But April, tell us where people can find you. They can find me at April Betty on Facebook, or you could uh, find my website, handshealinghearts.com. And if you ever want to go to Haiti, I'd love for you to join me. Or if you want to buy a house, call me. Right on. Perfect. And I'm Della. You can find me on the Extraordinary Talk Show right here. Talk show. 100.3 Monday afternoons at 4.30. Thank you so much for joining us, April. And I will be here again next week while our lovely friend Nicole is still in Uganda. Thank you so much. And we will see you next Wednesday. That was good.